Welcome back to See Me After Class 453. I'm Jake Potter. I'm Faith Lopez. And I'm Tom Rezovich. Yes, joining us today is Mr. Rezovich, formerly of Warren Middle School and entering your first year at Leavenworth High School, correct? Yes, sir. Right. So tell us about your background as a teacher in the district, um, what you've done up to this point, and what you're doing this year at LHS. Okay. Uh, so this is my eighth school year in the district. Um, ironically enough, it's my seventh under contract. So I started in an odd circumstance as a long-term sub for a gentleman who was deployed for a little while. And when he came back, him and his wife moved to Detroit, and I just kind of fell in with it. Um, while at the middle school, I did uh, all American history, social studies. And throughout those seven years, I kind of gradually picked up different coaching opportunities, picked up football first and then track and then basketball. And when Sharon Kishinsky moved up to the high school, I took over ambassadors, uh, which was which was a great time and, and very different, but it was a lot of fun. Um, and, you know, I've always wanted to teach high school. So last year when the opportunity came around, I just kind of decided to move up to the high school and been loving it ever since. So how soon, maybe even as a college student, did you know that you wanted to teach? And what was it about the teaching profession that drew you to it? Um, So it's kind of ironic, but not to fit a certain cliche, but teaching has just been my life. Um, I can never really peg down exactly what point I wanted to do it. Uh, My dad is a teacher. I have an uncle, uh, actually my namesake, uh, is a professor out in California, was a professor out in California. And it's just something I've kind of always wanted to do. When I was a, probably a sophomore in high school is when I started getting really serious about it. I had a teacher at my high school who just made, uh, just made it fun. You know, it was, just, it was he was a little quirky, um, very, very odd duckish. Uh, but it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. And as a senior, I chose to become a TA and I happened to get stick, stuck with him. And he during basketball season when he was a coach, he said, hey, you know what? You like this stuff and you know it kind of inside and out more than I do. Why don't you give it a shot? And my dad's a teacher and so it just kind of all fell in that there was really no other second option for me. Had When I went through KU, had it not panned out, I did not have a plan B. This this was my only only kind of focal point. Don't do that, Faith. No, I will have, yes, have, have a plan, plan B. <laughs> And then what about the coaching parts? Because like teaching is hard and time consuming and it racks up your evenings also. And you're in the middle of football season right now. So on top of all that, you've got practices, games. I guess talk a little bit about your typical week and just the time commitment and passion necessary to both teach and coach. And like you listed off multiple sports. So it's sort of a year round endeavor for you. Very much so. Uh, So again, my dad was kind of a huge impact on that. He he was me. He, he, he did the teaching thing and the coaching thing year-round. Uh, I honestly, I cannot remember a family dinner when he was there every day of the week. It would be hit or miss. We'd wait for him for practice, but for games, I'd see him maybe the next day, depending on how it all worked out. And it just, this kind of was the only world I knew, still the only world I know. So, I, like I said, I eased into it very gradually. I started my first year teaching only, and then took on football, did that for... I want to say about three years before I kind of started helping as a volunteer coach uh, for track just because I was bored. I don't like downtime. Downtime means I spend money, and that's not something I like doing. (laughs) So I just picked it up, and that led into other things. And then basketball uh, is, you know, going to KU games and growing up a KU fan and living in Lawrence for five years, I bleed basketball. 
So that was just kind of a natural next stepping point. For the start of the school year, things are obviously very hectic, especially this year with learning new courses. But typically speaking, there's practice um, four times a week, usually from 3 to about 5, 5.15. And then we have a game on Tuesday. And that usually goes until about 7.30, 8 o'clock when we get if it's in a road game, by the time we get home and get all the equipment checked in and everybody goes home. And then on Friday nights, I help out with the varsity up in the film booth and, and do the uh, film and, and um, it's called ODK, Offense, Defense, and Special Teams. So that way the film is tagged for what side needs to look at what film. And we have a great system that allows us to live stream and live record it so the coaches can see it right on the, uh, right on the sidelines. And that usually takes me until about 10 o'clock at night and then... Um, I live down in, in Kansas City, so I've got about a 45-minute commute. So realistically speaking, um, I get up and head to the gym about 4.45 in the morning. And if I'm in home, if I'm at home and in bed by 10.30, it's a good night. Usually it's more closer to 11, 11.30. And it's, it's challenging some days, but like I said, it's the only life I've known, and I, I like to stay busy. Well, I mean, um, so one of... The things that you do outside of school is you, you know, you do your live videos. And I know that garners a lot of attention, and it has <laughs> this year. Um, so talk about that and just kind of talk about the process on, like, why you decided to start using Instagram as a platform to not only speak about what you think uh, school-wise, but just kind of giving students advice uh, that goes beyond school. Sure. Um Realistically speaking, I only got Instagram because a video I tried to share out with the ambassador class wouldn't work properly. So because I just, I like photography and I like film, I started taking pictures throughout the school year and would put them together for the eighth grade slideshow to show at promotion night. And a bunch of kids were asking, hey, can we get this clip? Can we get that clip? And I said, I'm not clipping all of this. Let me just share it with you all. But I guess the file was too big or so I'm not really sure exactly what happened, but it just kind of worked out that it wouldn't work. And so I said, you know what, let me just dump all of these photos and film clips onto Instagram, which is what everyone uses now anyway. And it went from there. I traveled to South Dakota um, on a whim to go visit Mount Rushmore. And I like taking pictures of things that we talk about in class. So for whatever reason, I just decided let's try out this live feature thing in the middle of the Badlands. And ever since then, I've kind of liked just kind of going on and just speaking what was ever on my mind at the time. So, fast forwarding that to now, <clears throat> excuse me, I honestly really don't know why. Uh, things just kind of get to a point where I feel like I just need to express what I'm thinking and express kind of my background, how it's a little similar yet different from a lot of the kids that I teach and a lot of the kids that I know. So I just kind of started going on. I think this year the first one that kind of got the biggest attention was some stuff on school culture and kind of talking about how, you know, we need to support each other both athletically and theater and academically and just, you know, being a decent human being. Um, and I get to be a little opinionated and I uh, like to express a set of opinions. Um, <clears throat> and, you know, it was just kind of played out that they got more attention than I honestly expected. Um, you know, if, unless you had me in class, most people really didn't follow me until this year when all of a sudden I'm talking to people that I unfortunately have no idea who they are. 
but they seem to know me. Um, and, you know, I've been in the district long enough where I can't quite remember if, did I have your sibling? Did did I have you years back? And I've, you know, you, all, you guys all run together on what class I had you in. And it just got to the point where I just, you know, shared out my stuff. And I had a couple main teachers in high school that really helped me focus in when things were getting too tough. And I got into teaching for one of those reasons to kind of help be a voice for those that can't or won't speak up for themselves, um, as well as just kind of a, um, goes with the territory kind of a thing. You know, it, it's just one of those things where I don't teach the person, I teach the whole student. And if that means that we're talking social studies, great. If that means you're, we're talking your job, your house, your home, your, you know, sports, drama, whatever, let's talk about it. Because you're a person more than just a number on my grade sheet. I think that's one of the uh, freshest kind of aspects that I've seen. Um, and I know that you're only here, I mean, at the high school for one year so far. But I think that it is incredible how much support that you have brought into our school. And I know that um, one of my friends, Haley Bell, like we were watching the live video together and she was texting me about it and she was like, oh my gosh, have you seen Rez's live? And she would give me the timestamp to go and, you know, fast forward. But I think, you know, going back to that was your first video that I think just kind of blew up. And so I would say ever since then, the kind of school culture has shifted because you told us that the students need to take on it. Um, and like, it's, it's our responsibility to start doing it. If we want change, then the students need to step up and start doing that. And so I think you were one of the few teachers who vocally said that. I mean, they could be thinking it, but you were like, absolutely, this is your as a school. This is your year, seniors, 2020 vision, like, this and that. And so I think the students kind of needed that reinforcement through that podcast um, or through that live video. Do you see yourself doing any more anytime soon or do they just kind of come and go or? Um, honestly, it kind of comes and goes really. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. That one I want to say was kind of a started from a negative place in regard to we had excuse me, we had a football game at the seventh grade level and I got to, uh, I think we were played Piper that day and I got there and one of the first things the kid says their first time playing school sports is, man, nobody's going to watch us. This is an empty stadium. I'm like, you know, people show up, you know, it's, it's fine. We got parents and stuff. And yeah, some of our parents showed up and some of Piper's parents showed up, but I don't know quite what they were expecting. Because after the game, I said, see, we, we, had, we had a crowd, but, like, we couldn't hear them on the field. And, you know, I kind of had to remind them, you know, this isn't the NFL. We're not having thousands of people screaming. Um, so, you know, that was actually a pretty good crowd for middle school. And when we got back, um, I want to say there was a volleyball game that night. And just because I decided to come up and watch the volleyball game and just seeing some students there yelling and screaming, you know, I... I had a sister who played volleyball, and I'd been to a couple matches, but I'd never really noticed a student section. You know, when you think student section, typically speaking, I think, not to be stereotypical, I think football and basketball. There's not a whole lot you think of for, you know, let's go watch golf or a track meet or volleyball. But to see that, that was just, that was really cool. And, and thinking about that kid and connecting, I don't know, it just kind of hit in the moment. And... I just, I had something to say and I, I had to get it out. Um, and, and I just kind of chose to do it that way. Uh, really, it was just kind of an on-the-cuff, on the whim decision. 
Um, in regard to in the future, um, again, they're kind of, they kind of come and go. I've done a couple, um, I want to say it was middle of September with, uh, right around the start of Suicide Awareness Month. Um, I've lost a couple of friends to that. And um, I know some people that have battled through that. And so, you know, I think sometimes we get so caught up in our lives and how this is going wrong or this is going great that we kind of forget how we interact with other people. Um, and so just kind of helping to bring awareness to that. And, you know, I'm, I'm like to consider myself decently transparent. You know, if you want to ask me about a situation that I went through, I will probably tell you every detail you need because I'm not ashamed of it. I'm not going to hide it. Uh, and so really apart from those two, um, they just kind of came on, on a whim. The one that I did have planned out was before homecoming, which ended up being a little disastrous weather wise. Um, but you know, listening to some people around the, around the school say that they didn't understand football and that they didn't really know how to cheer or when to cheer. And I got to thinking maybe it's, I've grown up with this too much that I just know how it works. So I did have one planned, just kind of recruiting the help of, of some of the senior football players um, to teach the student body what football is and how and when is appropriate to cheer. Because one of the things that kind of got under my skin a little bit was the baser game. It's a close game. We've got a key third down. We have the ball, and the student section got louder than they ever had before. I'm like, you guys, that's when you've got to get quiet because we got to hear our snap cadence. When they have the ball, start screaming and yelling, and we have aluminum bleachers, so stomp on them, make some noise. And it just kind of felt weird having to explain that level of the game. I just I took it for granted. So that was really the only one that was ever planned. Um, Future-wise, I don't know. We'll just kind of see what happens. I mean, if anyone has a topic they'd like me to talk about, I guess. But other than that, it's usually when I just get riled up about something. I'm sure KU basketball will be a mention at some point. So you have passion, voice, opinions before this year. How are you communicating that in a similar way prior to utilizing Instagram? Uh, so fun kind of background story of that. Um, and I, I'd have to go back through a yearbook. I feel so terrible. I don't recall the student's name who told me about this certain spoken word poet. Um, it was my first year. I honestly, I have very little memory of my first year because it was just so crazy between taking master's classes and first year in the classroom, everything I thought I was ready for. I got a curveball on. Uh, plus, I was a very late hire. I didn't, I didn't kind of get brought into the fold until late July. Um, I'd have to go back and look a yearbook to look, but she told me about this poet named Shane Koizan, um, and he has this piece to this day that's one of my most all-time favorite pieces, and it just kind of talks um, a little bit about kind of his life as a, as a student and how he had teachers ask, you know, what do you want to be, and then pointed him in an entirely different direction, but because of straight passion, he came back to poetry, um, and it got one of those things where one of these days, I just kind of walked into Warren, and I didn't feel like teaching content. The vibe in the building was very tense, and so I just kind of thought, why don't we just talk life instead? You know, we can take a pause on whatever we were studying. It, in the end, we'll get to it eventually. That's why it's history. We can come back to it. And let's focus on the now where there was just a little bit of tension involved. So uh, I started showing that video and I told one of three main stories that I would, would tell throughout the school year um, about a very key part of my life that 
got me pointed in, in, a, in a direction that I wanted to go. And I believe it was a junior by the name of George Short who coined the, the time that I spent to talk about it, story time with Rez. And it just kind of rolled on from there. Um, and it got to the point where it became almost planned. Um, every year around the same times, I would tell three stories that had happened, three pivotal moments of my life, um, simply because it, it changed how I view things. Um, it changed me down to my essence. And uh, I've always been kind of a passionate, loud, exuberant person. Um, and if I've got the the passion to talk about it, I've, I've got to. It's just kind of that, that urge, I've got to get it out and let's just hash out life and spitball ideas and see what sticks. And it just kind of got bigger from there. Um, and like I said, on a sheer whim, I decided Instagram as a medium as opposed to just my 120 kids that I taught at the time. And it even got bigger than that. My last year at Warren, we brought over Mr. Gross's half, so it was the entire eighth grade that was getting it. Um, which kind of worked, kind of didn't. I mean, you know, bigger crowd, bigger audience, bigger distractions. Didn't have that intimate vibe that some of the other ones did. But um, it just kind of started with simple conversation, you know, being able to talk about life instead of content. So I think that with your transparency, you're kind of opening the floor for so much discussion that goes beyond a book and beyond the classroom. And it helps people and it helps the kids learn um, in a way that's more comfortable for them. And it kind of applies to real life situations. So this is going to be kind of a broad question. And if I need to narrow it down, just let me know. Oh, sure. But since you are getting to know these students in that setting and in that way, what makes a pioneer a pioneer? Yeah, that is broad. Um, you know, quite frankly, you can look at that from a couple of different lenses. Um, the first thing that comes to mind is somebody that's willing to take chances. You know, if you think stereotypically speaking and historically speaking, a pioneer is somebody who went out and started something new, whether that be they blazed that trail, they took a look at something, they mapped out whatever. Um, so kind of for me, it's just one of those things where you've got to be interested or willing to just jump in two feet and see what happens. Um, I know that's definitely not some people's forte, and quite honestly, that's not really mine. I like to know where things are going. Um, it, it, it's funny because I look back at how I am now and in front of students is drastically different than how I am in my personal life and before I became a teacher. I'm not one to really voice my opinions all that often. Um, so, you know, what a pioneer, it, you know, you just got to be someone who's willing to take chances, willing to try new things, open new doors. Um, you know, and if, if that means try a sport you've never done before or try drama you've never done before or, or audition for the POC, great. If that means sit with a new group of friends at lunch, if that means try to pass the class with this level of grade versus what I used to do, great. It's still the same level. It doesn't have to be something spectacular. I think a lot of times with internet fame, people think it has to be some novel idea, something brand new that's going to shake everybody and get all this attention. Sometimes it could simply be, you know, just change one small aspect of your life. No, I'm not going to go sit with my friends today at lunch. I'm going to go meet one new person, talk to one new person. Um, you know, and, and if 
if that's too much, then you know, start even smaller. You know, I'm going to ask more questions in class. I'm going to get to know um, my neighbor. You know, a lot of times people don't even know who their next door neighbors are anymore. Um, you know, I don't. <laughs> the people across the hall from me are fantastic. They're great. We, hey, how you doing? But I honestly don't know their names. Um, part of that is I'm never home. But you know, it's just one of those things where you just get out and try new things. Um, and just, you know, kind of be willing to accept mistakes and learn from them and kind of um, grow. You know, I think a lot of times people think this is what I am. Why? You're not dead yet, so get out there and, and do something new. Do something exciting. Try something. You never know what's going to happen. So with your life experiences, and you've had hundreds of students come through your classrooms and just reach out to you, what is one piece of information or advice you wish that you knew entering high school or middle school that you would tell your students now? Um, one of the biggest, I'd say, is simply to avoid the muck. Um, I, in elementary school, and in, you know, I went to a K-8 building, um, so I didn't really have the middle school thing. It was just, I'm in the same building. We're just on the upper floor now, and we actually listen to the bells as opposed to ignore them. So when, when sports opened up, um, you know, I was big into football and big into hockey and basketball and track and baseball and soccer. And, you know, I just kind of got involved in all of that, but I was never amazing at any of them. You know, I was average at best. I was very, very small. I mean, I didn't crack five feet till I was a freshman and then I didn't hit five, three until I was a junior. So I was very small, but then by the time I was a senior, I'm five, nine and I'm stuck here now. Uh, so I, you know, athletically speaking, I never really got super into joining and, and, and going out for everything. Yeah, I played my spot. Yeah, I had my crew. Um, but then after a while, uh, I got burned out really fast. Um, I had some coaches that, um, in the fifth and sixth grade level loved my seventh and eighth grade coach. Not so much. Um, the high school, I didn't think I was big enough. So, uh, I kind of avoided that after my freshman year. Um, I, had some, I had some small health issues, um, had a few concussions, and um, I had a couple major kidney issues that kind of kept me from some of the games I love. Um, basketball, I was way too short and way too slow to keep up with those guys. Uh, and then, you know, honestly, with high school, I decided to focus more on academics than on athletics um, because my middle school grades were below where they should have been is the polite way to put that. Uh, and you know, I just, I let all of the, the muck around me, um, stop me from what I wanted to do. And looking back on it, knowing some of the things I know now, um, if I had had, um, some people that had pushed me a little harder, I probably would be, um, a little further along in certain places where I wanted to be as a, as a, you know, senior in high school. Um, you know, I, I'll, I'll openly tell a lot of kids that I focused my whole high school career on getting college scholarships. And then by the time I was a senior, I was done. I, I wanted to take weights. I wanted to TA. I wanted to, I didn't want to do the scholarships anymore. I was debating whether or not, and this is kind of ironic given how I am now, I was debating whether or not I wanted to go to college. And if I wanted to join um, the priesthood, um, I was raised Catholic and went to Catholic school. So that was kind of a nugget in my head for a while. 
Um, my grandmother was very upset that I did not go to Benedictine, uh, but that I chose that I chose KU instead. Um, but you know, it it was one of those things. If it wasn't for one specific teacher, and she was our campus minister, um, Mrs. Perini, Mary Perini, um, if it wasn't for her getting me through um, high school with some pretty major events that happened to me. Um, ironically enough, every single one of them was during homecoming week. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have made it. I wouldn't have made it at all. Um, so she was very crucial of helping me kind of see that, all right, all this bad negative stuff is happening to you, but here's a list of amazing things that you have going for you. So if you want to focus on the negative, your mind will only look at negative. It breeds. Negative thoughts breed negative thoughts. But if you look at this positive side, yeah, it's a little crappy right now, but in the end, you'll be better off. And she kind of really pulled me out of that little funk I was in um, to kind of look beyond all of this, the things I couldn't control bogging me down. Um, so really looking at it now as an adult, you just got to understand that you can control what you can control. And if you can't, in the end, it's probably not a big deal. It might seem huge right now, but after a while, you're not going to remember. You're going to move past it, take the experience, and run in a different direction. So in lots of different ways, we talked about relationships in this conversation. Your experiences as a student, how important having a positive mentor was, your willingness to use social media to engage, your doing things a little bit differently at times in your classroom. So two-part question one. How does having positive relations with your students, whether they're in your class or not, make you a better teacher? And number two, what adjustments have you had to make working primarily with high school age students instead of middle school age students? Okay. Um, that first one, um, you know, like I said, Mrs. Perini was a huge, huge impact on me. And when I got out of KU and was looking around for jobs, um, I was applying pretty much everywhere. And honestly, it was relationships that brought me here. Um, you know, kind of a roundabout way, my dad and Dr. Barry um, knew each other through the coaching world, and I just happened to sit in on an interview with him at one of the KU's interview days. And at the end of it, he goes, you know, I'm sorry, I don't, I don't have a position open for you at the high school, but I think our middle school might need a long-term sub. I'll send your name on. And so it was kind of that connection that brought me to Leavenworth um, originally, and it's just, as I've kind of gone through my, my eight years here, um, I've tried to focus on connecting with kids beyond just the classroom. In the end, I mean, I'm not going to say that American history isn't important, um, because it is, it, you know, it gives us a context of, of how the world works today. Um, but in the end, when you look back at education, when I look back at education, I don't really remember, oh yeah, that, that lesson was really cool. I remember the teachers. I remember the people in my class that made things amazing or not amazing. I'm, I, you know, I remember the people in my life, not necessarily the, all of the topics and the day-to-day -day stuff. And so when I, you know, and that's the thing is I, I look back on my first year and I have very, very little memory. And, you know, some of the, the students that I have seen over the years come back, you know, say, oh, yeah, we loved your class. I'm like, really great. Tell me, what, 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 what do we do? What do we talk about? Um, and it was kind of that moment. I think it was my, my third year here when they came back. Um, and I guess my, my fourth year here when they kind of came back for their first homecoming and uh, you know they kind of just started talking about my class a little bit and I'm like wow we, we did that okay that's, that's great um, and I kind of started to, to focus more on getting to know the person 
you know, uh, I, I don't, um, I don't necessarily, um, understand everything, um, that, that the person's going through in regard to all of the things they want to tell me, because maybe our upbringings are drastically different, but you know, you are now part of my life and you will be forever, even though you're only my student now. So I want to focus on, you know, kind of getting to know the person, you know, I can look at your academic report, but that's only going to tell me that. Um, and there's been numerous meetings I've sat in where teachers will say, yeah, you know, this person's acting like this, 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 or this. And said, so, well, here's what they told me this morning. And, you know, I don't know, maybe it's just kind of a personality quirk of mine that, that people and I just, we just kind of mesh, I guess. Um, but I, I'd spent a conscious amount of time over my third and fourth year wanting to know the person behind the name and the ID number and the grade card. Um, and just kind of kind of rolled that way. Um, transitioning up to the high school, um, it's, it's a little odd, I'll tell you, because the freshmen I have now in my advisory, um, I met a couple of them when they were in third grade coming to parent-teacher conferences with their older sibling. Uh, so it's kind of crazy to think that I've been with them for that long, and now that I'm going to be with them for four years. Um, but there are so many people that I've interacted with in Leavenworth that I feel really bad. I don't know who they are, but they'll come and they'll say hi to me. They'll come uh, and talk to me and, and I've got to ask them, okay, give me a year. Cause I mean, some of you, I remember very, very, very well because we've, you know, talking a lot, but others, I, I, it's, I struggle remembering what class they were in. Everybody just kind of rolls together because I haven't had a class, um, that hasn't left, um, a lot of fun memories. And so nitpicking what belongs where, is really hard for me. They're all fun. They're all enjoyable, and and now that I've got so many more students, um, you know, we're talking more post life as opposed to getting through the awkward middle school years of, well, do you think I should go talk to her? To now, okay, well, passing your driver's exam, getting a job. What do you want to do with your life? So our conversations have shifted more to just kind of. You know, that nice pseudo adult level where we can talk, you know, what are your dreams? What are your aspirations? What is one major thing you have to accomplish in your life? Um, just kind of, you know, talk goals. I want to travel the world. Um, I don't like sitting still for very long. So every summer I try to take a trip and, you know, I, I love talking travel. So maybe that can be a niche that I can know someone with or technology. I'm a tech nerd. I'm a sports nerd. Um, you know, I, I want to find something in everybody that I can connect with. I, I have to be a people person. You mentioned, you didn't uh, mention comic books, like you're a comic book nerd too, right? Oh, I'm a huge uh, comic movie fan. Um, but when it comes to comic books, I only look at um, Marvel. Uh, I, I can't, I can't do the DC comics. I'm sorry. Wow. I know, I know, I know. I get that a lot. Um, I'm a huge movie fan and I love Superman. Um, I've never understood the point of Batman. Um, He's a vigilant. But anybody with a rich bank account and a throat problem can be Batman. Yeah, so that doesn't but make him they a super are. Hero. He's Batman for a reason. That doesn't make him super. He's just a hero. So you're saying you didn't go see Joker this weekend? I did. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm a movie fan. Uh, I'm a huge, huge, huge movie fan. Um, but yeah, with comic books, no. it's It's got to be Marvel only. 
So you mentioned football. We're towards the end of the season. I talk about how the season has gone, both middle school, high school, and then looking forward to basketball season because you're a basketball coach as well. Yes. So uh, officially speaking, I am the head seventh grade coach down at Warren, and this is my seventh year doing that. Um, it's been a it's been a very interesting season. Um, last year with this year's eighth grade class. Um, we had a lot of banged up injuries. We were never really whole and our season could never really get going. We were just kind of stagnant the whole year. Um, we had a couple big kids um, that transferred in late that had to you know, sit out and wait their time to, to um, meet regulations to get in. We had a couple kids battling some illnesses the whole year. So last year it felt like we never did anything. Uh, this year has been the exact opposite. We got kicked in the teeth pretty hard against Piper our first game, um, going back and looking at the rest of the season. So has every Caw Valley League school. Um, Piper has been been knocking everybody around pretty good. Uh, but we made a few key personnel changes on the line and, and our quarterback. Um, and ever since then, we've been on a four-game winning streak. Um, and apart from our Mill Creek game, where we were leading the whole thing and then had to win it at the end, uh, due to some unfortunate circumstances, uh, we've been beating everybody by close to 20, 25 points. Uh, so it's been a lot of fun this year. Uh, I've got a lot of great athletes, um, but what I think is the biggest thing is they care about each other, so it's a good team mentality. There's only a few that will um, kind of pipe up with some negative comments, and the team shuts it down, not the coaches, which is absolutely amazing. We're really rolling pretty good together. Um, so we've got... Uh, two games left. Um, next Tuesday, uh, seventh grade is on the road uh, against Atchison. And then the week after that, on the road again um, against Bonner Springs, Clark Middle School. Uh, so it's going to be kind of nice, uh, the Atchison game going kind of rivalry. I mean, it's a local-ish city, uh, but it's outside the Caw Valley, so we don't get to see them all that often anymore. Uh, on the varsity front, um, you know, I'm up in the booth. Uh, I, I do the film, so I'm not in on all the wherewithal stuff, but from the bird's eye view, uh, we had a rocky start, um, but we've got a good group of leaders and a good group of strong, coachable kids um, that really kind of kicked it into gear. Uh, last week was a little bit of a heartbreaker. Um, you know, it's one of those things that if we play to our potential and not dig ourselves a hole, um, we probably would have handled that a lot better. That opening six seconds hurt, um, but I think it's a good learning experience. Um, you know, my high school, we won two games a year every year. And we, we beat Washington and we beat Bishop Ward. After that, 6A schools would just slap us around. Um, since I've left and they brought in a newer coach, uh, they've won multiple state championships. So, and that all revives around the culture and, and the willingness to get in it. And this group has got it. Our varsity crew has got it good. Um, so I'm really, really anxious to see what happens tomorrow night. I think it's going to be a great game. Um, going forward, you know, I'm, I'm already kind of in that basketball mindset. I'm still focusing on football. We still got two weeks at the middle school level and more than two weeks at the varsity level. Um, but I'm already kind of thinking, you know, when, when we're going to do practices, how that, you know, how's that going to work? And, um, you know, with middle school boys and girls basketball seasons are split. So um, knowing some of the kids I know, how can we get some of the varsity girls down to help out the middle school girls? Because I think the middle school kids will definitely definitely like learning from players at times as well as coaches. 
and I'm really excited. Um, I, I, over the summer, I got to unbox brand new uh, middle school uniforms and, and sweats, so that's always really cool when you get new merch uh, to be able to kind of look sharp and look fresh. Uh, but, you know, I've still got football to focus on, uh, but basketball is definitely, definitely creeping out of the back of my head. Okay, so obviously, you know, moving from middle school to high school, there's a lot of transitions, a lot of new faces, a lot of new kids. Um, what are some goals that you have for this year and maybe for if you stay at the high school for the rest of that time as well? Um, goals, uh, really, I'm just trying to find my place. Um, you know, quite honestly, uh, before you had before you had talked to me, I didn't really think that that Instagram live video was that big of a thing um, because I was never in the high school. I didn't know what culture was like first. I'm only looking at what I'd seen. Um, and, you know, I, I figured it would die out within the first couple weeks. You know, oh, yeah, yeah, it's great. And then it's one of those, okay, well, I've got this, I've got this, I've got this, I've got this. And they, you know, life happens. Um, so, you know, kind of my goal is really just kind of find my place and, and really, I'm a, like I said, I'm a people person, so I want to try to meet as many people as I possibly can. I think when I looked at Keisha, our official enrollment is around 1306. So that's, you know, if you take out some of the people I already know, that's at least 500 new friends I can go out and meet. Um, and so, you know, I'm seeing hundreds of faces pass me every day that I probably know, but y'all grew up and uh, I, I remember the eighth grade face. Uh, so I'm slowly learning some of the new ones and uh, all the patent kids and the, the new kids to Leavenworth that I didn't go through Warren learning. You know, I just, I want to meet people. That's, that's kind of my big thing uh, for this year is, is, you know, just find, find people that I can get to know, uh, especially the seniors who are, who are leaving after I only get one year with them, um, which the senior class was very special to me. Um, because they, as seventh graders, were part of the uh, class that I was constantly monitoring my phone for when my son was going to be born. And we were on the bus to Smithville uh, football game when I got the uh-oh text um, that turned out to be nothing. About 20 minutes later, I got the never mind, don't leave the game text. But it was just kind of that nice little connection um, with, with that group of kids uh, who, played, who played football for me that year. Uh, moving forward... Um, Really, I don't know. Um, my goal is to just continue loving, uh, loving LV and loving teaching, and I don't plan on going anywhere else. I don't want to go anywhere else. And, uh, you know, I just want to see what I can bring to the table and see if it fits, and if it doesn't, then find something else that I can bring to the table and just be a contributing member to the to the LV culture and the LV world and, and do what I can to, to kind of, you know, live my place. Awesome. Well, personally, it's you're one of the teachers that are a go-to when we have to do PR things on behalf of the district. Um, so I've always appreciated, you know, the things we talked about, transparency and things like that. You're very open um, and doesn't even have to be planned. You're welcome to just like, hey, come in and talk off the cuff. So I'm glad that Faith and other students see and respond positively to that. So it's not just uh, the outward, you know, thing to our audiences because our student audiences are most important. Absolutely. Um, and it's so important that, um, I mean, for us to all recognize how giving of their our, their time our teachers are, especially those that are coaching too. Um, so as we finish out, um, thank you for all that you do. Good luck at the end of this football season. Thank good you. luck getting basketball season off the off the ground, and good luck continuing to kind of settle in at the high school. And we look forward to more positive things 
there and hope to have you get back on and talk to about some of those things. Absolutely. Anytime. All right. Thank you so much, obviously, just for being so transparent and just so open with the kids. And I know that you are positively impacting not only our school lives, but our home lives as well. And you are setting us up for a successful path. And so I wish you nothing but the best. And I really appreciate you coming in and talking. Awesome. Thank you. Appreciate you guys. And thank you for listening to See Me After Class 453.